0: Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geeks. And where to find them. I am Brizzy Voices. And I'm Tessa Netting. And for today's Be Our Guest episode, we are going to be talking about a theater company that is totally awesome, <laughs> Team
1: Star kid. But first, let's look at this week's Ravenclaw Riddle, our Harry Potter question of the week. This one comes from Ruby, who says, Hi Tessa and Brizzy, my name is Ruby, but my friends call me Bella or Bellatrix. Oh. My question today is about mixed houses. Before I discovered Pottermore, I took many online sorting tests, and they all said I was a Gryffindor. One said I was a Slytherin, but we don't speak of that website. But now that I took the Pottermore test, I am a Ravenclaw. Oh Most of my friends are Ravenclaws, but I don't feel like one. I now identify as a Gryphonclaw, but my friends keep telling me that I'm a Ravenclaw and I should switch back. Should I switch back to a Ravenclaw or stay with my True House of Gryffindor? Uh, well, it says Gryffinclaw. Oh, house of True House of Gryffindor. So
0: she's oh. like... Can I do the two house thing? Yeah, 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 my friends yeah, yeah. are like, "No, you're a Ravenclaw," but I think she also like thought she was a Gryffindor
1: originally. Like yeah, I don't know. So yeah. she's like has a lot of houses going on. It sounds like she had she already knows. Yeah, like she's she's already saying my true house. Like, yeah, I feel like you already have have picked one. <laughs>
0: I, I do understand though how some people like don't like the double house thing. Yeah, I
1: mean, I would. Pick one mm-hmm. for conversation's sake to right. be like definitely Gryffindor, but if I had to pick one, yeah, whatever.
0: Because then you can like you know make your friends happy because if they're just like no, pick Gryffindor or Ravenclaw, like which one are you? Are you in our house or are you not in our mm-hmm. house? So it's like make that decision, but then you can also just always say Gryffindor, and people will know like yeah. more about you. This is like just a Hermione situ- yeah. situation. I also
1: feel like if if all of your friends are Ravenclaws you're probably the Gryffindor of the group. Right. Like, in comparison. Totally. So I feel like she is
0: more Gryffindor. If I were to sort her, I would say Gryffindor. She's like Hermione. contextual In Gryffindor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ravenclaw, but in Gryffindor. Right? Yeah. I think. But you can still say critical. Yeah, whatever you want. But thank you, Ruby. <laughs> to submit your Harry Potter-related question for a
1: Ravenclaw riddle, email us at fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com. And in the subject line, please write your Hogwarts house. So if you're a Slytherin sending in a riddle, title it Slytherin Riddle. If you're Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff Riddle, you know.
0: Yeah, now let's get back to Team Star Kids. So today, we have some very special guests with us. Two of the most hilarious and talented people I have ever. Ever met. One is a tin can brother and the friendliest person in the entire world, who always <laughs> oh. seems to play sidekicks and genies. While the other is a professional dog mom, part time model, who can magically transform into a little boy on stage. It's <laughs> Joey Richter <laughs> and Lauren Lopez. Those are oh. very
2: good yeah. descriptors. Really good. <laughs> um, Thanks, guys. Those are very oh, fun. Man.
0: Yeah. Fun. Hi, Be guys. our guest. Oh. Be our guest. Welcome to our, our guest. Hey guys. Oh. Hey. Welcome to the podcast. Hi,
2: thank, thank you, you for, so much. It was really hard to stay silent through all of that. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, wait. I wanted to. Oh, do do you, you want to chime in? I don't know. No. Well, I, how I, do we'll you feel about, about mixed houses? No. Let's get I, into I it. I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think you got to just. I think just pick one. You yeah. Know? I think mm, it, for the purpose of the that. housing thing, pick one. Right. But I don't, I I I agree that everyone's more complex than. Yeah, I actually... think it's
3: like your Zodiac where you have like your mm. rising house. Yeah, exactly. yes,
2: You know what I That's mean? That's probably a good way to, yeah. to look at it. In.
1: Could you guys uh, start off by telling the people listening your Hogwarts houses a little okay. bit about yourself? Yeah.
2: I am
3: definitely a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. tried to take the quiz like three times over thinking maybe I'd get a different one and it was like, nope, you are a Hufflepuff, just deal with it. <laughs> um, which is great because they have a lot of amazing qualities. But then I also did the test where... All it of also, oh, it's yeah, all the, the percentages. percentages. Right? Yes, and it yeah. gives you the percentages. Mm-hmm. And when I took that, I was ha- like almost exactly half Hufflepuff and half Slytherin. Ooh. Oh. wow. Ooh. Which I feel like. Is accurate. You're like
0: this is it? Yeah.
3: Then, <laughs> at, then I really felt seen. Uh huh.
0: You're like because some um, days
3: Hufflepuff, but some days yes, like Slytherin. Yeah, and I do feel like they're kind of warring sides, which I definitely have two warring sides mm. to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Hufflepuff because I. Just love animals and eating, and like <laughs>
2: that's like what yeah, Hufflepuffs yeah, are, right? Yeah, A yeah. Few times when I brought that up, people have been like, Since when are Hufflepuffs the eating house? And I was like, uh, I don't know, they're
0: right next to the kitchen, yeah. So. Okay. okay, yeah, they are so right, right? Don't yeah. They like eating and yeah. stuff. Isn't oh, yeah, and they're it's just like... like, they like to hang out, they're yes. like friendly, they just yeah. want to like chill. cooking, sharing food. Yes, that
3: sharing, is literally okay. me, yes. yes. I just want to <laughs> hang out and eat. Eat and share food. That's great. <laughs> yes. with,
2: with animals.
3: With, an- <laughs> with animals. Yeah,
2: sharing food with animals.
3: Ideally. Yeah.
2: Um. I'm. I'm. I probably fall in the same boat. I think because of the Star Kid and Potter stuff for so long, I associated very much with a Gryffindor, and I went, I'm a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm. Uh, I'm I when I've taken the test, I'm a Hufflepuff as well. Aww. I think it's because of similar qualities. But I think mine was like when I did the big percentage one, it was like majority Hufflepuff, and then the second biggest was Gryffindor, and then Ooh. I was like low, low nice. Ravenclaw and uh, and Slytherin. See,
3: I like tried to think that I was a Ravenclaw before Pottermore came out, and you could just be like, "This is who I am." I was like, "I'm a Ravenclaw." What is it about?
2: What is it about? The Raven Claw that everyone just goes Is it because it's very like smart okay, and yeah, like
3: that's... yeah. They and I think their name is the coolest. <laughs> oh but also because they were like the smart, classy, mature <laughs> yeah.
2: ones. Okay. Yeah. And
3: I was like,
0: that's yeah. me.
3: Which it clearly isn't. <laughs>
0: And yeah. for those listening who have no idea like what the heck Starkid is, mm-hmm. could you guys like explain what is Starkid and how you two became a part of it?
2: It's a movie from the late 90s mm-hmm. uh, in which a boy gets a suit, a space suit- I'm Joey. dead s- This is real. I know it's real. It's all wasting <laughs> time. Wasn't
0: it like a dentist office? Yes. I found
2: a dentist office. <laughs> that an was or- Amazing. An orthodontics <laughs> and dentistry office in Burbank called Star Kids, <laughs> <laughs> and it had like a tooth looking at two little kids.
0: That was amazing. Um, and I went. Yep. These I was, are just dentists. I was talking so with Joe Walker
2: on the phone, and I was like, "Hold on." I need to take a picture of this. (laughs) And then, yeah, it was pretty funny. That's so good.
3: Anyway, what StarKid is, is uh, we're a theater company that does original, we've done some parody musicals now, we kind of only do original musicals. And uh, our thing is that we do them live, but then we also film them with kind of like a three or four camera setup, edit them together, kind of like a movie, TV show, Mm -hmm. and then we put them on YouTube.
2: The funniest description of StarKid uh, I've ever heard was that we're a a t-shirt company that also does plays. Yeah. Oh, my God. Honestly,
3: that was true for a long time. Also, you guys were like a cult for a while,
0: too. Like from We we uh, still are
3: a satanic
0: cult. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you guys become a part of this theater company?
3: Yes, we kind of went into all of it backwards, where we were just like a group of friends at the University of Michigan, and there was a student-run theater company there called Basement Arts, and uh, you could write your own stuff or pitch to do your already existing plays. And they were all completely student runs. So this group of friends, we did a few plays. They first did um, kind of a parody play of uh, the, Hobbit. the Hobbit, which was so funny. And then they I got Lord involved. The and then we did a, a parody play of Lord of the Rings, uh, The Hobbit to The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and then we did a, a little thing called Little White Lie, which was like a, a little web series before web series were really a thing. So we were always doing stuff together because yeah. we were all in this um, school together. And then and we then did
2: Twenty Four Hour Theater, where they did me and my dick. Oh
3: yeah, we have this thing. We had this thing every year through Basement Arts called Twenty Four Hour Theater, where you literally in twenty four hours write a new show, rehearse it, and perform it. And it's the most ridiculous, bonkers thing. But that's where me and my dick came wow. from. It was a 24-hour theater play. Um, so we were just always kind of doing stuff together and we were all friends. And then my senior year, which was 2009, mm-hmm. um, we did a Harry Potter play, which for some reason like blew up on campus first. Like people were <laughs> really? coming from all over like Michigan to see this.
2: They also didn't get it approved. It right, wasn't approved right. was basement oh. arts. <laughs> And I they think, pitched
3: it. They pitched it and Basement Arts was like, no, we can't so, do this.
2: And so the Langs just started putting up posters. <laughs> Matt,
3: Matt Lang started putting up posters. Putting up saying, posters,
2: just being like, Harry Potter the musical. Coming It's soon. coming. Yeah. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so I think it just kind of strong-armed them, strong-armed them into doing it. So
3: yeah, so we did it at... U of M at school, and we did four performances. They all sold out. It was crazy. Wow. It was like people were sitting on the floor. It was crazy. And then we happened to record one or two of the shows, and we were like, "Well, let's just put it on YouTube because a lot of our friends and family couldn't couldn't come see it." It's cheaper um, than making
2: DVDs. Yeah, right. and yeah.
3: this was before you putting things on YouTube and like getting anywhere with it was a thing. Right, it was just like this isn't a place for people to watch things, and then it. Somehow, went, took off from there. It took so, off.
2: It got taken down at one point. Yeah, because there. That's the, why I the name changed. They were sent a season desist from Warner Brothers, and I think the J.K. Rowling estate. Um, just <laughs> very because, cool. Well, just because there was some content in the original uncut version that was put on YouTube that was a little like blue. This is not. <laughs> the the way Harry Potter should be. And I they mean, went, Okay, up. so they trimmed a few jokes and cut a few things and then, yeah, re uploaded it with a Very Potter musical mm-hmm. because they were fans of the the a very Brady sequel and the very uh, the Brady Bunch movie. And oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. oh god! So that's, that's where hilarious. the kind of name came from and then
3: Yeah. And then yeah. it was kind of a thing where it, it happened in the summer and it started to take off and we were all like, "Whoa, crazy." Okay. Well, see you guys whenever we see each other cuz we all were just graduating and like going <laughs> to right. different places. We were like, "Bye." And then it just kept going. Yeah. yeah. It, we never expected it to be what it's become um and then at a certain point i think it just kept growing and growing that we were like well we should maybe make this like an actual company we should make this an actual thing so we went with star kid because they chose star kid potter for the channel. youtube channel oh which is God. a line which that, is one of draco's lines yeah yeah whoa oh, i didn't realize that yeah <laughs> so we could have been called like moonshoes or something moon if they chose something else <laughs> Whoa.
1: Team
2: Moonshoes. Yeah. Yeah. Moon Moonshoes is a pretty good name. <laughs> we're Moonshoes Productions.
1: Oh, yes. my gosh. That is pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. So, obviously, we're obsessed with po- Harry Potter on this yes. podcast. It's like what? half the podcast, pretty yeah. much. Huh? Right? Us? So, what was it like putting that one together? Obviously, not having the expectations for it that it, it turned into. Was, was it... Casual and fun was it yeah. kind of yeah, a nightmare. It, it was both, it all was both. of that. <laughs> I rem-
2: I remember my dad was in town visiting like the week before, <laughs> and we had like which just- is like
3: when we started rehearsals. <laughs> base- like yeah,
2: because we because that's the thing. It's like the schedule for this basement arts is like you're doing classes all day. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people are like in other shows. Like we were all in a show directed by Julia Albane. Most of us, you, me, Darren, mm-hmm. Bonnie, Jamie. Uh, a lot of the cast who was in AVPM was in another show. Literally, that went up a week or two before. So it was like you're Dang. you're rehearsing simultaneously. You're doing stuff at night. It's like you're, you're just fitting it in. So when we moved into, the, into Studio One to start working on stuff, I think my dad was in town, and he came to one of the rehearsals and saw a run-through of something and was just like... You guys are gonna you're gonna put this up? <laughs> and, and it was really like like we're gonna, gonna put this up next oh. week. And it's like, yeah. yeah. But it um, was
3: truly insane. Yeah. Because we also never ever did a run-through of it until the first show. That was the first time we ever ran it. We were oh like, we don't know how gosh. long this is. Ended up being long. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't know how long this is. We don't know if any of this. Like, we don't know how to get from
1: one scene to the next. It Whoa. was, was crazy. Because you just had to work in pieces Yeah, the exactly.
3: Way. And I think, I'm like, there were probably parts of the show that we'd never even rehearsed that we were kind of oh, winging yeah. it. And just because it was such a...
2: Hodgepodge. Truncated, like, yeah.
3: yeah, it was such a crazy process. Um, but somehow it... <laughs> it all
2: came By together. the of God. By the, yeah.
3: You <laughs> guys but, are so good at that. I just, it's putting it, it together at the last yeah. step yeah, that yeah, is still yeah. our MO. Yeah. I mean, now we have more time to rehearse, which yeah, is nice. Right. But people still have a ton of things to work around, jobs mm-hmm. and other gigs and things like that. So, I feel like even now, when we're old and s- seasoned, we're still we like, still oh my god, ourself- how are we gonna do this? That yeah. being said,
2: it is, I it's one of the skills with StarKid that mm-hmm. like I sometimes undervalue when mm, we find ourselves yeah. in situations with like other people working on other things where mm-hmm. there's even though I don't want. That and mm. as an adult, I go, No, it needs to be better. <laughs> like, I don't want to stress. I don't want to be stressed. I, my body can't take it. Right. There's a part of me that always knows, like, it'll come together. It'll come yeah. together yeah. and, like, it'll, we'll, we'll make it work. You work, like,
3: you work with people who haven't been doing, like, the Stark thing and have been doing maybe other kinds of productions where they're very prepared right. and have tons of time and the luxury of doing that. Because it's also very expensive to rehearse, yeah. So that's also why you know you sometimes find yourself with less rehearsal time. But, um, and they'll come into a Star Kid production and they'll be like, "Oh my God, oh my, what's going on?"
2: I don't think we we're thinking about it in terms of a parody, like, "Oh, what, f- what fun, definitive." Parody versions of the ki- right. characters in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the you're just like
1: what's funny to us
2: what's in this funny yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, it's like
3: and Nick and Matt were had a lot of jokes just throughout the years about because as they would read Harry Potter or like watch the movies or have people tell them about because I don't know if Nick read the whole series, but anyway, um they would they just had like running jokes about Harry Potter for years mm-hmm. that then got put into the play, so it was all like Draco lovingly, loving Hermione. Yeah.
2: Like that one just kind of being like as they read or or saw the movies or heard people talk about the books, they're just kind of like, sounds like this Draco guy just likes her. Yeah, like the Ron eating thing was mainly because we were like always coming from something else. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, w- this that idea where it's like we were always coming from another rehearsal or class or something. So it would like we'd be rehearsing and I would just be eating in <laughs> scenes, and then it would just be like, that's funny. Just keep eating. So like, my mom was in town for the sh- the actual show, and like we would be crazy rehearsal, and she'd be like, hey, like brought you some food from the place. So I'd be like, it would always be a different meal. That's what's also funny about it being on YouTube is you go, that's the definitive one. Yeah, yeah. but there were so
3: many, there were not so many, there were three other versions. That of I right. just have
2: no memory yeah. of at all. That's I cannot, so I have no memory of what we, if what changed, what was different. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's so bizarre.
1: This episode of Fantastic Geeks is brought to you by Buffy and their latest product, The Breeze. The Breeze is a comforter made entirely from
0: 100% eucalyptus fiber to regulate temperature and keep you cool and comfortable all night long, all (laughs) night long. The Breeze regulates temperature. It has a 100% plant-based design, which is breathable and keeps you at a comfortable temperature in a way that polyester
1: and down-filled comforters cannot. Yeah, I feel like the only downside is if you have a koala as a pet, they're going (laughs) to want to like eat it, you know, because it's 100% eucalyptus. So make sure you don't have a koala, but <laughs> everyone else, everyone it's perfect else. for you. Yes. Because it's made out of eucalyptus fabric inside and out, so it's hypoallergenic. Plus, its high thread count shuts out dust, mold, and mites for a healthier sleeping environment. It's earth-friendly. It's cruelty-free. As long as you don't have a koala, it's perfect. Why not choose 100% plant-based bedding that's better for you and the earth? And also, you guys, you can up... Grade your
0: dorm room this year with not only your favorite Saffron poster, but the Breeze, this comforter, which is naturally super soft and more luxe than your standard dorm room bed.
1: Buffy's offering you a free trial. You can try a comforter in your own bed for free. And if you don't love it, you return it at no cost. So for $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter the code GEEKS. That's Buffy.co and enter the code Geeks. Thank you, Buffy.
0: That goes like perfectly into our next question. Okay, so, love what it. was it like playing the iconic roles of Draco mm. Malfoy and Ron Weasley? Mm. And how did you make those characters your own? Mm. Because, like, like you said, were you thinking about, like, okay, Ron, he's like, you know, Harry's best friend, so he's really into that. Or were you just like, I'm playing more of the joke, or were you looking at the character at all? Uh,
2: I felt like I was almost given like it's like one track, the track being you are the most loyal, best friend ever. So however that manifests itself, that's what it manifests itself in. And like, I think with the food thing it was the idea that the Weasleys are so poor that when he's at Hogwarts he goes, I'm gonna eat everything I possibly can because when I get home, I'm not gonna have any food. I've been there. So It's just like, because that's also a college thing too. When you're at college you're like, I got all this everywhere so it's like it's this funny thing where it's like it's almost based in being a college student right it's like the idea of like being away at hogwarts and being away at school you're like oh it's like being in college where you're with your friends you're living with your friends and yeah i feel like mine was all rooted from like one idea the idea of like being such a the best best friend you could be Mm yeah
0: what about you lauren um
3: with draco (laughs) uh it was i love playing characters who have unearned confidence where like they are so sure of themselves but they're the biggest fools so um so i really tried to run with that and mm-hmm. uh i you know matt and i spent some time I, again it was one of those things where it's like i didn't have a, we didn't we didn't have the luxury of being like let me really delve into this right. character it was more just like let's find out like kind of their base level wants mm-hmm. and like what's funny about that and just run with it. right? Um, so there was like a, a day where Matt and I went into a classroom and literally just pranced around like throwing insults and like trying to find out like what his kind of movements would be. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of went from there where I just took it,
0: mm, some would say too far, but you know, <laughs> it's up for debate. And is that how you, like, started rolling on the floor? Like, when did that yeah, happen? That, was that, like, on stage is when you first did that? or did Yes. You think,
3: oh, yeah. I don't... Was I... D- again, like, what were the... Re- <laughs> did we rehearse? <laughs> I don't remember. It was so like, long ago. To me, but-
2: I, I internalized the rolling on the floor thing as, like he fell yeah
3: that's what it was and uh-huh. was like
2: I have to recover from exactly. this as if, uh-huh. it's, as if it was planned
3: it was like the the thing in my mind with it was like he he would try to strike poses but because he's an idiot he didn't know when to stop so he just had to keep following through until he got to something that he thought looked cool but it ended up being completely idiotic <laughs> And that's where like the quote unquote like rolling part came from was just an extension of him trying to like slither around and be like very dramatic and cool in a physical way. And Mm. then they
2: tied that together really well in the second show with his dad being a dancer. Exactly. It It worked so well. It was like that. It all makes sense. And
3: it's so great because... Draco's so bad with his body and his <laughs> father is so disappointed <laughs> in him and such a beautiful dancer. It's like so tragic. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: perfect. I love the sequel.
3: <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, I like, love
2: the sequel. I've it's forgotten so... so
3: much about the sequel but every time I get reminded of it I'm like, God,
2: that's funny. There's some yeah. funny like Forenz having that tiny little yeah, horse yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're seguing. No, we're do we're it. just going it, tangential. This that is was what just we a want. fun,
3: like MacGyver theater thing where they had a full-sized horse butt for him, <laughs> but it was so big and like bulky and cumbersome, and they were like. F- that is not going to work. It like can't fit backstage, right? Yeah. So they got a little like plush toy. Yeah, it was and like a unicorn it, plush toy. It, it might have been Nick. I can't remember. <laughs> if it was June? Nick or Matt, or maybe yeah, maybe June. I can't remember. Sorry. Um, but one of them just like took a plush toy and was like, "Let's just use this." And it's, it's a onto the million back of the times pants. funnier. <laughs>
2: Because Jim is so huge and just have this tiny little (laughs) Little. horse about him. It's so good. God, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: It's so good. (laughs) That's perfect.
1: So with the online release of Harry Potter Musical, Mm -hmm. being probably the first musical production premiered on YouTube and going viral, I'm sure that was crazy. But like, when did it hit you that it was really becoming part of the Harry Potter community
2: and really being embraced? well, for us, that was December. I got Twitter, um, <laughs> and you know, joined Twitter. You
3: never forget the summer. You, you never joined forget <laughs> the
2: summer. <you> joined Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Ten years ago, like nowish. I also joined wild, in the summer. Yeah, wild, wow. which is wild. Wow. But um, a few of us, it was like me, Matt, Nick, Darren, and Brian Holden went up to San Francisco to Ascatraz.
0: Oh, uh-huh. a
2: convention that uh, Jen Clack was hosting up there that was kind of like I think because that was right before leaky cons began
0: yeah I think it was the OG yeah Mm -hmm. and
2: so and like that's where we met Melissa Ellie and like so many people we know in that community and I will never forget there was, like, we brought, we got, we, like, went to Hot Topic and yeah. bought, like, all matching Gryffindor hoodies. Ah. We're like, this is cool, man. <laughs> people were wearing fedoras. It was cool. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, no. but, Yikes. but, like, because we were, like, invited <gasps> to go up there, and, like, I don't think we knew what to expect. And I remember we got on the escalator, and we're, like, going up, and Darren and I were standing there, and all of a sudden, some people were like, oh, my God, that was, like, from the, And, like, we're talking about it, and we're, like what? People <laughs> know about this? And then it was like a weekend full of like sing-alongs and you're like, people know the songs? It was like yeah. so bizarre. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think my first was similar to that, which is, I think it was when we went to Infinitus, which was yes. actually pretty far into. Mm-hmm, which was the next cause summer because it was yeah, for the sequel. because it was after we did the sequel and everything, which I think doing the sequel, because a ton of people came out for that, also kind of Cemented it, but I think it was when we went to Infinitus that I was like, holy yeah, yeah, people know all the songs, they know they quote everything, they like, and just seeing huge groups of people because I always think like even when the views were going crazy and stuff on YouTube I was like it's probably like 50
1: people just watching it over, over.
3: Yeah, like, yeah right? it I not, it's a bot feel yeah.
1: like a real number <laughs>
3: exactly I will and I also will downplay everything yeah. yeah. so like anytime we do a show I'm like no one's gonna show up yeah. but then all these people show up so it was kind of that with going mm. to that convention I was like what well, are there gonna be like 20 people at this thing and there were so many people so it was crazy <laughs>
1: This episode of Fantastic Geeks is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.
0: Guys, are you trying to hire someone? Because hiring is challenging. But there's one place that you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. As a Ravenclaw, I want the smart option. This smart place is a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. This place is ZipRecruiter.com
1: slash approach. Approach. Love the code this time. Yeah. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that... Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That first day, you just going to find the like
0: magic. magic. It is just like magic. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com
1: approach. That's ZipRecruiter.com A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H.
0: ZipRecruiter.com approach. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. It's crazy to me how, like, certain things, like Hufflepuffs being good finders, that's is like, like basically like almost ingrained. Harry Potter canon. In that people's is so brains. bizarre.
2: It's becoming, it's, it's, it's melded so <laughs> yeah. much with the real canon. You're like, what is real? Yeah. It's just
0: fun. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: and thinking what about what Warner all...
0: Brothers was trying to stop. Yeah, 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 like, yeah oh, exactly. No, no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> yes. You're making canon. Our brand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> You're good. Uh, <laughs> so, StarKid has produced eleven uh, like musicals. I yeah, think. Yeah, So it's right. like a very Potter yeah. musical, "Me and My Dick," a very Potter sequel, "Starship." Holy musical Batman, A Very Potter Senior Year, Twisted, Trail to Oregon, Annie, Firebringer, and the guy who didn't like musicals. Oh yeah, upcoming is that 11? Black Friday.
2: Yes, that's Black Friday. Yeah, that'll be the twelfth. Yeah.
0: Um, and both of you performed in most
3: of these shows. Yeah, I haven't been. I wasn't in Me and My Dick or Annie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. Was it, I think. And
2: I wasn't in Annie, right? I wasn't in Twisted.
0: Oh
3: right. Mm-hmm. Or
2: Holy Musical Batman, which mm-hmm. I. I'm forever bummed I wasn't in Holy Musical oh, Batman. We that was
0: a good love show. I love Holy Batman. That That's, That's a good Batman. one. I love that show. It, it also just favorite. looked yeah. super
2: fun. It like it looked June did such a good job with the yeah. costumes on that show. <laughs> um, but yeah, and Annie, because that was the same summer.
0: Yeah. So which shows are like a personal favorite to you guys and which were like more challenging to kind of mm, like pull off. Pull off. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon, Trail to Oregon's.
3: Definitely my favorite. Agree. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I have to. I have to agree. What there. a
3: genius concept! It's Ugh. just. Yeah. It, it's such a good concept. I think Matt, Nick, and Jeff, and Brian did such a good job writing it. I think the music's really fun. I think it's just the right amount of weird, mm-hmm. but also just genuinely really funny and yeah. heartfelt. I love it, and I love that it's a small cast. We had a great time. Yeah,
2: because it was also. I mean, it was one of after the Potter shows, Twisted Batman. It's one of the. F- first shows where like it wasn't connected, it wasn't tied so directly to a thing. Right. Which, um, well, it's tried to... or It or is, try, but, but not like...
0: But not like...
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: But not, you know, it's not like... Not a
0: property. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: not a property that people have such a visual Like characters. Right. connected Everything. with. Right. So it kind of felt like, oh, we can kind of do whatever we want with this one, which was pretty fun. Yeah, and the small cast was super exciting. Mm-hmm. That whole summer, that whole first summer season that we did was really fun because you know, the Annie and Oregon were going on at the same time. Right. So we were kind of like, we did no idea what was going on in Annie and likewise with us. And so like when we got to see Annie for the first night, it was like, oh my God. But yeah, I um, I loved Oregon. Yeah. Oregon was also the, f- like because I wasn't in Twisted or Holy Musical Batman was the first show I had been in since a very Potter senior year. And mm. so I was like, it was fun to kind of reenter it and also get to do a bunch of... I got to play... I had, like, the weird track. Oh, yeah, Alan. you were, like, all the characters. You were, like, like MVP of <laughs> I that had, show. like, the nice, fun... I got to play the villain. I got to play, like, a bunch of silly side characters. Right. So that was, like... And that the was ox. the first time I'd done that because before that it was like I had literally played the ox. The ox. Man. That
0: ox. <laughs> that was it's so good. I hope
2: I hope when I die
0: and, <laughs> and the
2: in memoriam happens during the Oscars, they just show me in the ox costume. But um, yeah, because before that it's like I had played Ron, Joey, Richter in, <laughs> in Me and My Dick and Bug, all right. of whom are kind of like good Guy, It's the same type it's a, of It's character. a type. Yeah. It's yeah. like a very specific type. So this, Oregon was super fun to be able to like just totally break that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys um, have any names that you remember from Oregon? Oh, like that. Uh,
3: my favorite was Optimus Prime, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> hey. Honestly,
2: one show, you were also named Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups,
3: who's oh, a yeah. Pistons player. And also like
0: <laughs> explain what that means to people that have never seen this show. Okay. Oh, yeah. So l- kind of like the
3: Oregon Trail computer game, we, uh, we allowed a tiny bit of kind of audience participation where we let the audience name all of our characters at the beginning of the show. And the rest of the show, you have to acknowledge uh, every character as as that name that they pick. So we've had some very interesting ones. But yeah, so one night the audience named my character Optimus Prime. Another night they named me Chauncey Billups, who's a Pistons basketball player from (laughs) Detroit.
2: Really funny having to call the son Chauncey Billups the whole time.
3: Yeah, there was one night where someone named Rachel Soglin, who plays the mother, just named her Teeth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it was teeth like the teeth you have in your mouth but it was really elongated
2: yeah. so we had to say
3: it like that every time.
2: Yeah. It was they and they got to choose oh, who what character died of dysentery at the end of the show yeah. <laughs> which was really fun because you know it's like there were five rehearsed endings and like a song yeah. that everyone got to sing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was and that really was fun. So fun. And and because I my character was the doctor who diagnosed someone at the end only I knew the whole show oh, or like an intermission uh-huh. Nick would come back and go it's son tonight or it's mother <laughs> um, so yeah that show was just that show was just so fun it was so, yeah. it was so fun um, and challenging yeah show. what was
3: yeah, those too. hard to
0: pull off that was do you, like, you mean like logistically or yeah, emotionally yeah I think logistically because sometimes like throwing this together yeah. the last second we were just like I really don't think that this is I would say
2: Starship.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah Starship I mean Starship was our first professional show right, right. where we didn't have the University of Michigan just giving us the theater and giving us rehearsal space. <laughs> So we were like, wow, everything's so expensive. And I I also don't want to give the idea that like our shows are just slapped together at the last minute cuz right. you know, there is months and months of work that oh, go into that. We're just doing shows that are usually very much larger than we initially think they're oh, going to be. Uh-huh. So like you kind of get to the point where you're like, "Oh, we we really could use like two months more rehearsal." Yeah. But right. um but I think that's also the cool thing about StarKid is that we're always trying to do things you're that pushing are like, the better limits. and yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's like um, finding
2: yourself um, we use this a lot as in, in, in Tin Can Brothers stuff when we make where it's like, whatever you try to do next, it's like, you want to be just enough in the deep end where you're like, Oh, we have to figure some stuff <laughs> out. And yeah. Like, and I
3: think we, do and that I think that's, Star
2: a, that's too. definitely a Kid thing. Um,
3: but yeah, Starship was super challenging because we were all just learning on the fly. It was yeah. the first time any of us had produced professionally. Right. Um, and there was a group of about five or six of us that were working on it full time. And there was a lot going on. The puppets were enormous. And
2: then they had all those very styrofoam. Involved- yeah, there was a lot of
3: making the styrofoam puppets, which which even though it's like haha they're made of styrofoam, they also do take a lot of time and effort to make yeah. those. Yeah, huge um, set. There pieces. was also like pressure
0: yeah. on that show too because yeah. it was your first like not Potter, like it totally. like our original yeah. thing. Can can we like stand up on our like our yes, own kind exactly. of thing? So, yeah. totally. That makes sense.
3: And it was a very long play, yeah. so there was just a lot of moving parts to it. There right. Were, the set was big, tons of costumes, a yeah. lot of the cast members, like. I was, it was still a lot.
2: I was I still in Michigan when mm-hmm. we were doing that show. So I, I was in my final semester of my senior year. So for the first half of my final semester of senior year, I was going back and forth between yeah. Chicago oh, wow. and Ann Arbor. Megabus.
3: So I would, like, Ooh. take the
2: Megabus or the train, like, <laughs> yeah. every week. So I would be in Chicago, I think, for, like, I don't know, uh, Thursdays through Mondays, and then mm-hmm. I would come back and, like, go to class, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then go back again. So, like, for like two months, and yeah. that was
3: that crazy. was a really I, we had in the
2: middle of winter. That yeah. was also oh a no, huge no. That, oh was a, that was when the snowpocalypse, yes. right? Yes, it was we, like the craziest winter we were ever.
3: in rehearsal one night when the snowpocalypse hit Chicago, <laughs> and we had to leave because it was it. We were like, Are we gonna die here? Because the building was shaking. Oh and my gosh, we got out, and the wind was so strong, you had to like hold on to little guardrails to get uh. down the street. It was crazy and all the power went out um, so yeah it was in the middle of the winter dealing with a ton of moving parts but yeah, it also I, was really thrilling yeah to yeah. be doing that stuff. I just
2: as you're describing it my stomach had this feeling of like weird it's like something mixed between nostalgia and panic <laughs> yeah. where I'm just yeah. like I, re- I like distinctly remember being in like that apartment, like Mm -hmm. working. Yeah, it was just just wild. Yeah, It was a wild time. uh, That
3: was huge, but I think we, uh, obviously we learned so much from that show. It ended up being, you know, far too long, but really fun, and we
1: all had a great time, and yeah, Yeah. definitely. So, the Starkid (laughs) fandom is massive, and you guys have gone on tour, been to all these conventions, released merchandise, and to this day, people are still finding the shows for the first time Mm -hmm. online. Do you have any favorite fan moments over the years, and how has the fandom evolved since those per- first Potter conventions where you yeah. were meeting people?
2: I thought I, I thought the way we got to interact with fans on the tours was yeah. super fun. It was really fun, like because we would we just got into such a groove when we were doing the tours, where we would be in a new city. We had like meet and greets every day, mm-hmm. and it's like when you get sometimes when you get to the conventions, it's so overwhelming because mm-hmm. you're just there for like. Two days or like a day and a half, and we're usually trying You're to throw, slap together yeah. a performance oh or something. Boy, yep. So it's always like I leave a convention being like, "What? What did we do? Yeah. Did we do it? Was were we nice? Did I <laughs> like? Did I say anything <laughs> did offensive? Did I look
3: anyone in the eye? Yeah. Like, like what
2: happened? <laughs> yeah. So the tours really felt like we got into such a good groove because we were just doing it for like thirty days straight. Mm-hmm. Um. So those were those were always fun because we would do. And also, when we sometimes do conventions and we do photo ops with groups, mm-hmm. we would we get pretty fun and silly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll do fun photos. We'll like go like, "What's your theme? You choose." And if yeah. they go, "I don't know," we'll go, "Okay, it's under the sea." <laughs> we'll all like Choose weird things. So, like, I always like, I always like doing that. And um, we'd see a bunch of people that we only see internationally, right? Which yeah. is so fun because, like. That is that is like a real perspective building mm-hmm. uh, fan moment.
3: Yeah, it's hard to pick like one favorite fan moment because well, I don't want to be cheesy, but but all the interactions are very special, and everyone brings their own history to it, and everyone brings you know their own wants and mm-hmm. and I it's very I don't know it's very special to even have a fan like right, one fan right. <laughs> is yeah. the most special thing, so to have multiples is. Like, amazing. To have two fans? To have two fans, honestly, would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And how do you guys and think, then, like, the fandom evolved? They've gotten older. That's probably, I feel like, the biggest change. Yeah. People is, get older.
2: Is talking to people about watching the first show and then being like, I was in middle school. Or, like, yeah. I was, you know, and are like, what? And, like, just realizing how time has passed and how it's stuck with people. I mean, we have a lot of friends who we're friends. Like, Gabe Greenspan mm-hmm. and like friends oh, yeah. of ours who are like, like who mildly
3: who, a fan yeah. yeah
2: who knew it in college or in the end of yeah. high school and yeah. it's just like I don't know if I'll ever understand like the scope of it and like how it uh it's outreach Mm-hmm. it's right. like full potential of outreach like right. yeah. every time I get an idea of it it like still kind of blows my mind
0: for me Star blended like two of my favorite things in the entire world which was like Harry Potter and mm-hmm. musical theater yes and in a way that was like creative and hilarious and it Honestly, like, inspired me to uh, put that kind of content online. Like, it had never even crossed my mind before that that was like, oh, you could put like Harry Potter stuff on the internet, like, in a fun way, in a cool way. Like, and that's like my job now. So it's like, that is. That's and so is insane. that? I mean, is that same of, with John Cozart? He's another one yeah, that is like. I that. love John Cozart. Yeah, Thomas Sanders is another yeah. one. Oh, yeah, that, Thomas like, Brizzy is another one. Like we're all yeah. like people that watch Starkid shows, and we were like, "Wow! Like look at what they're doing with this content like mm. online. Like that's cool.
3: That's so funny that's... too because we didn't even know that we were doing anything right. of note. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like let's put it on this thing that all of our friends and family and, can watch, and we realized.
2: I think in hindsight, where it fell, because it fell like after the books had just come out. It was the
3: perfect mm-hmm. it it was. Like, I don't know how we got that lucky. It was the perfect like, <laughs> timing. Like all the books had
2: just come out, but all the movies hadn't yep. yet. And then like the movies had just ended. And I think it was when we released the sequel yep. or like, it, it was just yeah. like we we came in at a time where I think people were going like, well, okay, it's Done now. Like if we had tried yeah, yeah. to do it now with like, you know, the the, the fifteen Fantastic Beasts movies <laughs> right. and, the, and the you know, and with the extra parks and Pottermore, I feel like I feel like we it, it wouldn't have nearly as much yeah. of an impact as yeah. it did when people were like people were so Jones we, and, we need yeah, yeah. more Potter stuff. And exactly. then it was like there it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And who are some like actors or creators that have inspired like you in your work to like either oh. create things or to like Sort of, you know, push the limit as an actor.
2: Like of late, since I've since I've kind of over the last five years with Tin Can Brother stuff and inspired by Star StarKid stuff, created a lot of my own things and, mm-hmm. and writing. Do feel like a like incredibly inspired by like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, just mm. because it's like they are so devoted to creating their, like, you know, and they've built Point Grey, their production company out of that. Again, with their l- comedy and the, the super bad, and their things that got released at when I was a certain age, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, yes. <laughs> so I feel like, and kind of the whole Apatow crew, just because it yeah. reminds me in a, you know, <laughs> in a very different way, but how <laughs> we also, like, have over the years cultivated this, like, ensemble of friends and people who we like working with. When I go, mm-hmm. that's
3: what it's all about. That's, right. like, what... Just hire your friends.
2: Yeah. That's Always. what they do. Yeah. And people yeah. like it. If anything, the whole Star Kid experience has shown a light on the idea that you go, oh, we there is some there is like a, a chemistry between us that was probably crafted in the fire of of, <laughs> of you know, it was like trial by fire of like right. yeah. um, that I think is kind of undeniable. So any anyone that can kind of mimic that, I or other people. That I can emulate mm-hmm. that have done that similar thing is where I kind of come from.
3: I cannot think of one person that's made one thing. But I think what? Like Julia Louis. Well, Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus is my like ultimate, just, I think everything she does is just the best thing I've ever seen. I love her <laughs> so much. Um, I also love Lucille Ball. Oh my gosh, She's like, I know it's a little cliche, because I'm like, I'm a woman who does comedy. Can you believe I like Lucille Ball? But but she was such an innovator. She was so physical. And and she created her own stuff um, for her to showcase her talents. And she was so funny and so silly. And I grew up watching I Love Lucy, so that, I think, shaped a lot of me from like a young
1: age. So, what do else? you have a Star Kids song that was your favorite to perform? Mm. Or are there any that what's your favorite that someone else performed? And Ooh. every time mm. you you've heard it, you're just like, ah, oh, yes, I feel like I love everyone's songs.
2: Well, what's we've song performed, you know, Granger Danger. More oh my times God, than so many we times. Out. Like we've gotten to that point where we're like, what can we do to make it? weird yeah. <laughs> how can we like like should we switch roles should we do something where we send two other people out there and then we just lip sync it from backstage it's like we, how yeah, can we, we do this about that,
0: that wasn't wait you did something like that did didn't we? you you did at one convention you oh, we did. people on That's stage right. and people were like yes.
2: and they sang it It
0: was amazing
3: yeah yes, yeah yeah we yeah. did do
2: that we did that at le- at just least, yeah. Yeah, at last least, year. it You're was right. great god that, that was... show was really <laughs> weird
3: uh oh yeah yeah it was nice and weird um What's a song that I love from someone else? The song that I love performing and love other people doing is You Gotta Go from mm-hmm. Trail to Oregon, which is the dying song. So everyone gets to sing it. And it's A, a beautiful song. Jeff it's like wrote it. an old
2: Irish ballad. It
3: literally sounds like, yeah, like an Irish folk song. But um, it's a beautiful song, but also it's so fun to perform because you're farting yourself to death the whole time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: I also really like This School Is Mine, which I think AJ Holmes wrote yeah. for the... For senior year, mm-hmm. I really like singing that song.
2: I like Dark Side Lonely Night.
3: Oh, yeah. That's just such Ooh, a gosh. good song. Uh, all, the, all the Batman so music good. is so good. Yeah. yeah, I love the Batman music. It's all so fun. Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick Gage did a great Nick job. Nick is so funny. Also, Gilderoy is really funny yeah. from the third Oh, I was show. Harry
2: Potter that Clark wrote for Harry oh, yeah. Potter. Senior year. Yeah. That song, every time I hear that, it like brings me to tears. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Dang.
0: Okay. So, Lauren, some of the most iconic roles that you've played in StarKid are male characters. Yeah. So, how did that start? And do you enjoy playing these characters? Because they're my favorite. <laughs> Thank
3: you. <laughs> I do enjoy playing them. I
0: not
3: I'm so progressive. Um I don't <laughs> but like actually I don't really care that much about the gender of a character. Right. It's like it's not interestingly enough like it it was never part of like oh and also he's a boy so he acts like it's it was just whoever that character was so boy or girl doesn't really matter to me but the boy roles that I have played have been super fun yeah Um, like son in Trail to Oregon is such a fun role to play Draco's super fun for obvious reasons but none of the reasons are because they're boys right if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. yeah but it's, a fu- it's fun to put on wigs and look totally different, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love
2: dressing a wig. up like
0: boys. Oh, yeah, yeah so it's, it's like,
3: fun. So fun.
2: Yeah, you get you... lost as a little boy, too. <laughs> like, you put on a wig and you're like, where's Laura?
3: <laughs> That's so funny.
2: Every time you put I... on a wig, like when we did Spies, and, like, you just put on a wig, you're like, who
3: are I you? I do man? have a face that looks completely different, like, from different angles You have a good hair. face for wigs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, I'll take mm-hmm.
1: it. If you were forced, to steal another person's role in a Starkid production? Oh. Which would it
3: be? This is the. This is a hard question because I think everyone does such a good job with the
2: roles right. they have yeah, that I'm I like, know.
3: oh, I could play this, but then I go, but I wouldn't do it better. Well, that's the thing. The,
2: the roles that I'm thinking of, I go, I would just want to play it because it's fun, but I would play it just like the yeah. person who did <laughs> it. That's
0: fine. that's fine. You can like, do that. Okay. You could like, do that. Yeah. Then
2: it's probably Lupin in the very cut uh. seek. All the roles that are coming to mind are Brian roles. because yeah. Brian is just, <laughs> Okay, you have so to steal funny. someone's
0: track and you can play all okay. their roles.
2: Oh Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah,
3: damn him. He's Brian really some, funny.
2: Like Junior is really funny. Junior's funny.
3: Smelly balls from Firebringer is uh, really funny. And he gets to wear the best wig. Um,
2: <laughs> he loves the wig. <laughs> he has the big he has the big like mullet. Yeah, and, it looks oh, like he's man. in
3: like poison, like the band Poison or something. <laughs> but um Yeah, Lupin's really funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I love Dylan's Dumbledore. I think it's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. I would also. It'd be so cool to be Pincer in Starship because mm. he gets kick it up a notch, which is like arguably the best song in that show. Yeah. But also, you go. Dylan is so good that <laughs> in, unless I could literally implant his voice right, into my body, right. I could never
0: play him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joey, what's your favorite role that Lauren has played? And Lauren, Ooh. what's your favorite role that Joey has played?
2: Cute. <laughs> okay, very <laughs> cute. Um, it's probably Sun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just Sun is so. I I think about I think about it a lot. Where Lauren will just going it stinks when she's like I, talking yeah. about that's
3: that's hidden in the in the madness of someone of the person
2: shitting themselves. Though
3: I don't know if you can actually hear that on the show. <laughs> but I
2: heard it every night. Yeah, you're like, but me, me,
3: I heard that. Um, every night or, when someone was or ready. honestly.
2: Um, Draco. I mean wow, you're, you're okay. very, very good as Draco. Oh and my Taz. God, thank
3: you. Oh yeah, Taz was fun. Thank you. Too many
1: Joey. Sorry, sorry. I,
2: oh, uh oh. oh, oh. <laughs> One then we'll have top then we'll have sun at the top. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> thank you. That's really nice. Thank you. Um okay, this is hard because Joey, you've done a really good job, I have to say.
2: Thank you so much.
3: I do love the ox.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
3: Which is so dumb because you don't do that much. Like you're it's just you are so funny. <laughs> And it's like, the ox is not in the show for that That's much. Okay. But he's so funny. But I also love Grunt from oh, Firebringer. Thank you. That's a really fun and very endearing character. Mm. But you know what else I love? Ted from Guy Who Didn't Like <laughs> Musicals. Because he's such an idiot, <laughs> and he's so mean and gross.
2: It's fun to play oh, mean and gross people.
3: Yeah, oh,
0: totally. Hundred yeah. percent.
3: Yeah, That's fine. It might just be the track from Oregon Trail.
0: Okay. Yeah. Which yeah that's fair.
3: That's which is fair. Like, that counts. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Got yeah.
2: baby ox in there. Oh
3: yeah, you had. McDone. You were a baby ox. Damn.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My little feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cheer. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. So, Joey, you are now part of the Tin Can Brothers, Uh a comedy group that writes, produces, and performs original shows like Spies Are Forever, a musical that we all got to be together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, What do you enjoy more, creating and starring in your own projects or playing roles in other people's projects and why?
2: Hmm, There is something incredibly gratifying about creating something and bringing it to life on stage there's also an element of it where you are like, did I do everything right? Mm. Did I do everything like at my disposal to make the thing I made good for me and other people? So there's always a lot more like stress associated with it. I think like long-term though, there's like a, a deeper feeling of of uh, gratification. Yeah. But I just, ultimately when I do stuff, like I love writing. I, I enjoy producing. I feel like we... We've put on some really awesome shows and made some great experiences for people involved in them. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, like I really love, I love performing and being an actor. So, like when I get the opportunity to be in shows where I'm just like, oh, I only have to think about being an actor, um, I think that's where I can like settle in and have the most fun. Mm,
1: that makes sense um, at, in the right. moment. So we're planning on releasing this episode huh? the week that you're doing StarKid Homecoming. Oh, oh we are going to wow. be
2: absolutely crazy.
1: I'll be a different person. That's yeah. why we've got you right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if you got us during that week, we'd be like...
1: Ah, ah. <laughs> so for people listening that couldn't make it in person, mm-hmm. but might want to get the DVD or digital download oh, when it's yeah. available, what is StarKid Homecoming and what are you most excited about for mm-hmm. the show?
3: Um Starkid Homecoming is a celebration of the 10th year of Starkid's existence as an actual company, Um, and almost everyone who's ever been involved in a Starkid production is coming back, so there's like about 40 cast members, and it's going to be a concert honoring all the shows we've done so far.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of people who I just haven't seen in a while. It's like... We we had a very similar experience when we did a very Potter senior year that weekend at right. that League Econ where, like, so many people got brought back to do a show. It was a crazy- Yeah. That was the most- Lofty. Ridiculous
3: weekend
1: of my life. We talk about
2: aspirations. It's like, <laughs> that was a very ambitious weekend where we were putting together almost a five-hour show and- Three 12 hour days. It was crazy. And I don't think this is going to be like that. Um, I think this is going to be a much different experience, which is great. But I, that feeling of like everyone getting into the same room and doing stuff is going to yeah. be very cathartic and it's going to be very weird and emotional. Yeah. So I think that's something I'm both looking forward to and, and also a little bit anxious about because I just don't know how that's going to like yeah. feel. So, and it's
3: amazing that we got so many people back. I think, I think there were maybe like three people mm-hmm. that couldn't make it. But other than that, everyone they reached wow. out to is coming back, which I can't believe yeah. that. That's There's amazing. some people I
2: haven't seen in yeah, maybe since seen. senior year, before that, definitely. Before that, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. So this podcast is called Fantastic Geeks. Mm. Uh, what is one of your personal favorite things in the entire world to geek out about? Like, we're all fans mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. People are fans of you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you fans of. It could be movie Yeah. Oh yeah There you go. I love it so
2: much and I haven't watched it in a very long time.
0: (sighs) But it's just But I think
2: about it a lot and I think about how much I love it. And it's (laughs) something that I go. I've I've yeah, I love it so much. And also this year with like the return with like Endgame and like finishing up the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like almost had like a retrospective look back and went they Did such a good job, yeah. yeah. I'm such a big fan of theirs, yeah. like that really like locked in for me, yeah. Me too, yeah. So,
0: totally. What wow. about you, Lauren? Um, gosh, what am I a fan could of? Could be a TV show,
2: oh, we know what, else?
0: What? What? what is it?
2: Just say arrested <laughs> development, well, yeah, but also <laughs> dogs, well, but also <laughs> what housewives.
3: Oh, my- oh, oh, my- how could I be so <laughs> stupid? Uh, yeah, the Real Housewives franchise <laughs> is probably what I'm the biggest fan of in terms of like, I mean, I have been watching Real Housewives since episode one, <laughs> wow. which was Real Housewives Whoa. of Orange County was the first show. Uh-huh. Literally have been watching since episode one, which was, gosh... 11, 12 years ago maybe. Wow. Um, and I have followed every single <gasps> franchise of it I know everyone, like I know Wait, which one's your favorite? Which, which city is yeah, the best? Yeah, okay, well here, here we go guys um, <laughs> This is a whole separate podcast <laughs> We'll have you back um, on for the yeah, Housewives. Which I was like, I know I'm a fan of Housewives because I go, that's probably the only convention I would go to <laughs> is a Housewives convention um, Oh my god, imagine
0: yeah, that convention though.
3: Right? It's hard to pick a favorite. They're like my children but <laughs> but right now I'm loving New York. New York is amazing because all the women are just like badasses. They're smart. They like own their own companies. Yeah. But they're also a mess, which is so fun. Ramona. So Ramona is just a blessing <laughs> from God. Um but so New York is so fun for that reason. Jersey is so off the wall and ridiculous you just it's in a class of its own so you right. have to watch New Jersey. Beverly Hills is really fun because everyone's just so beautiful yeah. and it's so <laughs> California. Everyone mm-hmm. lives in these insane mansions. Yeah. Um so there's really something special about every city.
0: Do you know that I was on Watch What Happens Live? Oh I when? got to it was way what? it was like in two thousand and eight I made a housewives video. What? It was like to sell block tango and it went viral. Wait, so it did? Yeah. So Andy Cohen asked me to go on um Watch What Happens Live as Teresa. Tessa. So I was dressed <laughs> as Teresa Judice, like on and I like did an impression and I like bobbed for breast implants like Tessa. on live television, dressed as Teresa Judici. Yeah.
3: Oh well yeah that's the thing they they went they by they, they,
0: yeah. they went by judice for like for like and now years they're like, no. now they're like judy change like, so like, okay wait, wait, i'll just say both yeah great i love it <laughs> both are covered oh covers. my god
3: so god did i know you made that video i don't think so all right i will look it up immediately <laughs> um it's like way back it was great 2010 great like, you i know. also have re-watched most most of the franchises, all the way through. Like I'm on my, I'm on my like third rewatch of Jersey. It's just, it's like a friend where you just pick up where you left off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
0: a hundred percent.
3: God, I love Housewives so
0: much. Uh, thank you guys so much for yeah. being this was on our
2: so podcast. Great. Thank you, thank you guys.
0: Yay! Where can our geeks like find you on the internet, Lauren? I um, they can
3: find me at Lopez one on Twitter or Slopez8 on Instagram. Streamlining your social media is a myth. And I'm also on Facebook, but who cares about that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joey Richter or on Instagram at Joni Ricker. <laughs> Which is J O N Y R I C K E R. Because I got Instagram real late. And by the time I did, it's like all the. There were too many fan accounts that were Joey Richter. So I was like, I guess I'm Joni Ricker, which is what I called myself. When I, I was think a that's baby. why I
3: couldn't be Lauren Lopez on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. There was someone had taken it. There also are a lot of Lauren Lopez's in the world.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. And then. And for any Tin Can Brother stuff, you could follow it at Tin Can Bros on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. And that's that's streamlined wow, social media that right is
3: streamlining wow
2: <laughs> yeah it's because you got Corey Lubavitch running yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like s- aficionado of yeah, social media he really is yeah. he really
0: is perfect um, thank you
3: guys
2: great. Thank, thank
0: you guys you. Oh,
1: okay. thank you so much
0: Goodbye. Bye. bye
1: Now let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite fandom, your Hogwarts house, whatever you want. And every week we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. Oh yeah, this one comes from... I was excited about you reading that name. (laughs) It's just letters. It's
0: just a bunch of keyboard smashing together. (laughs) And they say, nitwit blubber oddment tweak. So it's Dumbledore. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) Dear Brizzy and Tessa, I love this podcast so much. I've been watching both of your channels for about a year now, and I love your content on YouTube and the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Marvel, and... And Disney. I'm also a very proud Ravenclaw and daughter of Athena. Please do a Percy Jackson episode. (gasps) Yes, we will. Okay. I usually listen to your podcast on the weekends, and I have listened to most of them. Sometimes I really just need an outlet to express my geeky personality. And I love doing so by sitting on my Ravenclaw bed, listening (laughs) to your amazing podcast, and reading everything on Pottermore. Thanks so much for the amazing content, and keep doing what you do best. Being the best geeks ever. Love, a fellow Ravenclaw.
1: (laughs) I love this comment. It made me wonder. I I haven't heard anyone say they were anything other than a daughter of Athena. Well, that's because you're surrounded by great people. (laughs)
0: Because the Daughter of Athena is the
1: best. What are the
0: other options? Like Poseidon, Zeus. Zoo- it's all the different gods. All of them? Yes, oh all my. of them. Like Hades, like all, you could be in any, it's very, Percy Jackson is very much like Hogwarts housey. But there's yeah. more than four. Yes, there's many. Yeah. But Daughter of Athena is the best because <laughs> it's, the smi- it's the Ravenclaw house. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: I wonder if most Percy Jackson fans are Ravenclaws.
0: Ooh. I feel like that's most of the comments we've gotten. I think so. Well, I think Percy Jackson fans that are Ravenclaws are probably like intense Percy Jackson fans. Probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely other houses that have read Percy Jackson, mm-hmm. but the ones that like keep reading Percy Jackson yeah. and have, are like dedicated that makes sense. to Percy Jackson. Ravenclaws, daughter and of daughter Athena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your comment. Again, if you want, make sure to review and comment on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and it helps people find the podcast. And we really appreciate
1: everyone who has left a comment so far. Make sure to check out our Fantastic Geeks Facebook group and find us on Twitter at Fantastic Geeks. Links are in the description of the episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio.com, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And I think that's it thank you guys so much for listening to this super mega foxy awesome
0: hot episode of fantastic geeks and where to find them you
1: are a fantastic geek goodbye